Yeah, but yeah, again, because because you're educated, and as much as you've had to work your ass off to get to where you are. Um, I think that's the first time in almost 40 years somebody says I'm educated. Oh, I qualified it <laughs> <laughs> by saying at what you do. Um, yeah. I mean, you've, you've been through it all, so you know better. You know that if you want to get to the position you are in terms of either kettlebells or coaching or whatever, it, it's, it's hard graft. Um, whereas uh, from a purely training point of view, if people are new to it, they're not quite as comfortable. They've not embraced that suckiness of it all. Like the, I keep I've said it before about Jerry and like one of the first training sessions I ever did with him he's like listen man see as soon as you accept that it's never going to get any better than this <laughs> the happier you'll be right it's only going yep. to get harder right um, if you haven't embraced that point yet you're always going to try and take the easy way out Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hello, welcome to episode 52 of Gains and Pains podcast, our weekly rant about politics and the fucking up of society. <laughs> Why people are dicks. <laughs> you know, I was actually, you see how it's just been announced that we have to, as of the 10th, we need to wear um, face masks in shops. Yep. I'm thinking of getting one right and embracing our motto of getting rebranded. <laughs> Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Yeah. You think we should get that in a face mask? Absolutely. I know Mark's desperate for a mug and a t shirt. <laughs> Mark would 100% wear that in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick. Uh, yeah, just so we've been ranting for the past, what's that, 20 minutes off here about the state yeah. of the country. Um, no surprise there, though. Nope. So you were about to tell us what we're actually going to talk about today, Aye. amongst all things. Why did you. Yeah, I mean we've had our we've had our rant anyway. We'll try and keep it as <laughs> on topic as possible. Maybe a slight a, a slight mini rant detail. I want to talk about the well, can it's all connected. It's training related. The Aye. the big fat Eddie Hall post of last week. Oh, what the? F- oh. We'll get back to it. Don't worry. Carry on. because we done a there was a pub quiz on Saturday night. Yep. Um, hosted by some of the kettlebell guys up in Aberdeen. Oh, cool. And. Um, Big Bill that does the muff challenge. <laughs> it's him, him and his good lady, Kaz. Uh, when I say good lady, they're not yet married. Bill, come on. It's only been like 47 years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's desperate. He wants, I think, I think we're all a wee bit drunk at the time, a bit too much whiskey and beer. But Sounds about right. I think he's wanting to join us for a podcast one night as a guest. Oh, nice. we drink whiskey. <laughs> I mean, it can't even get any less sense than the usual podcast. No. And uh, he thinks that would be a good idea. So, aye, we'll, we'll maybe work on it for a wee drunken podcast. <laughs> but all that, aye. And then Alan came in and going, aye, Scott, Scott and Colin's podcast, basically where they rant about politics, how people are dicks and idiots. And um, and then they talk about they talk about training for 10 minutes. And then they just go <laughs> back best. to rabbling on with nonsense again. <laughs> 10 minutes at so, best. Guys, We'll, we'll try and keep this as informative and on topic as possible. See if you want, sense. see if you want highly informed topical stuff, right? Send us your questions. You work shy pricks. I mean, go go and read the National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> now we will happily talk more about proper training things when we get back to doing some proper training. training <laughs> when by. we're not living in some dystopian society. What I've noticed is everybody wants to take the easy option, right? And it's even even the whole thing about, oh, I don't want to wear a mask in society. It's, it makes breathing uncomfortable. Okay. So Do you know what makes breathing uncomfortable? Just... Do you know what makes it even more uncomfortable? Coronavirus. Suck right. it up. I mean, okay. Let's take that approach. See that surgeon that's going to be operating on you? <laughs> well, tell him not to wear a mask, right? And see when you get an infection or an open wound. 
Nah. <laughs> he was breathing really easily though while he was operating on you. Yeah. Aye. And while wearing it for like eight hours non-stop. <laughs> surgery on you, but you wearing it for five minutes to go into home bargains to get a 99 pack multi-pack of onion rings or space and space traders uh, was an inconvenience. <laughs> Fuck off. Right. So, on topic. Uh, Why do people take the easy option, right? And this came from a guy who... He's a well-respected coach and good big guy. Um, and he's talking about the double kettlebell. Not me, right? Two kettlebells up and do a front squat. Yeah. And he's going, yeah, it's a, it's a great exercise because we all know the benefit of front squatting. Um, like postural stress and quad development, stuff like that. It's a great exercise. Yeah, I mean, but front squats require, it's a lot harder to do with a barbell, you know. It requires... Um, hand, wrist, kind of shoulder, lap flexibility and stuff, but just do this instead. And it's like, well, there's a reward in putting in the hard work and developing it. We've seen it with Brian. Brian, Brian yeah. struggled to front squat 40 kilos because he's risking, like, he's risk, he never got wrist flexibility. So mm-hmm. we adapted it, done stretching, and within about six weeks, he was up to squat, front squat about 80 to 90. yeah. No, I'm screwed. Call it two or three reps in your lower right? So it builds it up. And it's people just, they're work shy, lazy bastards. Yeah. They don't want to put the work in. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. Everyone's got, it's kind of human nature, though, isn't it? To a degree. It's the path right. of least resistance. If you can find something that works for you that isn't as difficult as another thing that will work for you, but it'll be much more hard, much more complicated to do, then you're going to take the easy path all the time, aren't you? Right. It depends what you're trying to achieve at the end of it. If you just want to, like in that instance here, if you're just trying to move a bit more, maybe dip your toe in the front squat waters without getting too involved in it, then yeah, by all means do like kettlebell front squats. Fine, that is easier for all those reasons that that guy said. But if you want to be an Olympic lifter or you want to develop strength training in whatever fashion then you're going to need to take the difficult route at one point do you know what I mean because you're not going to start doing snatches or clean and jerk doing kettlebell front squats see I know stuff mate I I, I take it all in there and again I mean you're wearing a NASA t-shirt so you must be intelligent because I'm brainy that's because you're a fucking rocket (laughs) (laughs) well played son that was good Um, yeah, I mean, as I say, it's just human nature. People are going to take the easy road if there is one, um, I, unless a, you have an, specific goals you're trying to achieve. Yeah, I mean, there's a really cool book, and I really, really suggest everybody reads it by Dr. Carol Dweck. Um, or basically, it's called Mindset, and it talks about all the studies over the years and looking at people with a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And mm. We spoke about it before, and it's really fascinating that the people that if you look at every single pretty much every single athlete out there that's really progressed to a high level they've had the growth mindset and the ones that are stuck in their rut never progress and always chopping and changing things to find what you say they're always searching for that easier path yeah rather than just going you know what i'm shit at this i need to work harder at it mm-hmm. and applying themselves they're the ones with the kind of fixed mindset and it's like you say, if you want to get this guy, this guy that I'm talking about, he talks about people wanting to get stronger and fitter and better, and he's talking about the hamstring flexibility loads. And you know, you need to do your daily. Just do that to your work on your wrist and shoulder flexibility and your mm-hmm. lats. And because if you if you can only do front squats with kettlebells, you're going to be limited with how much you can lift. So if you want to develop strength, you're going to be limited. Mm-hmm. And like you say, if you open up your wrist flexibility and stuff, a more flexible wrist is good anyway. So mm-hmm. you're getting flexibility benefits. More flexible shoulders, lats, teres major, teres minor. You're working loads of different things that are going to benefit you for multiple other things. Like you say, if you want to then go into overhead pressing, which is a great strength exercise, if you've not worked on your wrist flexibility, it's going to be a limiting factor. If you want to work on overhead squats, wrist flexibility going to be a limiting factor. And there's going to be so many things that really you miss out on. But if you, I mean, I love front rack kettlebell squats. They are a great exercise. But if you do just them, you're only really going to get better at them. Yeah. 
Now, a lot of people might argue, oh, but if you're doing the rack position, you get better for kettlebells. In the sport aspect, no, you won't, because when you do the front rack squat, you bring your elbows out to support the weight a little bit. Right. So you're going to be limited. <laughs> Shouting outside. <laughs> heard a random voice. <laughs> no, um, your bench press is crap. <laughs> um, but you just think, if I could say, right, Colin, in box A, there's an item that will only give you one benefit. But box B, it's going to take a little bit longer to open up, but when you open it up, there's going to be 20 different benefits. Yeah. For me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, well, yeah, again, because because you're educated and as much as you've had to work your ass off to get to where you are. Um, I think that's the first time in almost 40 years somebody says I'm educated. Am I qualified it? <laughs> <laughs> By saying, at what you do. Um, do you yeah. I mean, you've, you've been through it all, so you know better. You know that if you want to get to the position you are in terms of either kettlebells or coaching or whatever, it, it's, it's hard graft. Um, whereas... From a purely training point of view, if people are new to it, they're not quite as comfortable. They've not embraced that suckiness of it all. Like, <laughs> I keep, I've said it before about Jerry, like, one of the first training sessions I ever did with him, he's like, listen, man, see, as soon as you accept that it's never going to get any better than this, <laughs> the happier you'll be, right? It's only going yep. to get harder, right? Um, if you haven't embraced that point yet, you're always going to try and take the easy way out whether it's like front squat, kettlebell things, whatever. And is that necessarily a bad thing to start with? If you're getting people active and moving and doing something they wouldn't normally do, is it better to go, mm. listen, here's this easy exercise just now that you can do with minimal gear and it will get you moving, it will okay. get you grounding the pattern to a certain degree, or are you better to start baffling them with cues and, and technical stuff that you need to do front squats? It I just depends what stage people, you're at. Yeah, I think a lot of people see it as an either or, but the kind of the funky grey middle ground bit yeah. is where what I'll do with a lot of folk is like, one of the things trap bar deadlift is much easier to do than a straight bar conventional deadlift. Mm -hmm. Again, because more trap bar deadlift doesn't require the same level of flexibility. Yeah, and it's easier because you can you can lift heavier weight because the weight's at the side rather than on the front. Mm -hmm. So it's more balanced. But what I'll do is if I can see somebody that cannot lift the bar, a conventional deadlift, if they can't do that safely from the ground due to lack of flexibility, what we'll do is we will work the trap bar deadlift or like we're talking about front squats, we'll do the we'll do the kettlebell front squat or goblet squat. But part of their training, we'll do that almost as our, that's our kind of primary exercise. And then their kind of deal with our supplementary exercises would be to develop the other year, so they're not just going to be that kind of one-trick pony of I can only front squat kettlebell. Yeah. Probably building up the skill in the back here. So they're still getting the benefit of the, the easier exercise, so to speak. Yeah. So they're getting that with the enjoyment of, of being able to do an exercise successfully, but still then having the, the kind of working aspect of working towards mm -hmm. developing <clears throat> kind of better skills. Yeah. But you're talking about benefits. That's that's the big benefit of having a coach or going to somebody who knows what they're talking about to get you started yeah. especially so you do you don't just pick up men's health or women's health whatever and go 101 kettlebell exercises to get me jacked it's like well you had to, you had to say it didn't you oh, you had to say that sorry. that word I'm going to have to see when I upload the podcast now I'm going to have to click that explicit content because you said men's health <laughs> do you know what I mean No, like the benefit of doing that is because the people the, the, with the, I may be wildly wrong I may be tarring everyone with the wrong brush here but you got to think the majority of the men's health readership are exactly who you're talking about, about that mindset of just flipping from one thing to the other to the other, trying to just yeah. take the the six-day ab challenge or, again, 101 uses for a kettlebell other than holding your kitchen door open, do you know what I mean? So if you go to a coach and they say, right, we want to do this, but to get to this, you're going to need to work on these to get to that point. Wait. That's the that's the real benefit, man. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with me teaching. It's like I can uh, I could sit down and blast chops all day for kids. Do you know what I mean? And go here's all this amazing stuff you're going to be able to do if you really work hard. But it's going to take you years and years and years. Or to get to this point, let's start here and do this cool thing for a bit, right? Dead easy. 
to get you started and then it's just showing the progression that's that's just good Aye. teaching and, and coaching and whatever line of work here, do you Aye. know what I mean it's just it's knowing what they want to achieve and what you want to achieve with them and just laying out that path that it can be attainable and achievable Aye. long term but uh, it's all mindset isn't it it's if you just go yep. yeah I want to accept the fact that this is a long journey right case in point right um Obviously, Lucy's been getting golf lessons. Me and Fee are kind of into it and stuff as well, right? So we're talking about it because our holiday got cancelled last week. We're maybe going to wait this weekend, so it get binned, right? Because of all this. Mm-hmm. So like that, right? Why don't we just sign up for a golf membership somewhere, right? Take some of the money we would spend on we were going to spend on the holiday, pump it into a golf membership, and it means we can just go out whenever we like, three of us together, enjoy it, right? So we signed up down the road at Marl Hall today, right? So, know, right, it ticked all the boxes, right? It's about, it's not as wanky as you think. It seemed there's no, they're really nice, right? It's five minutes from, it's five minutes from my door. It's a really great layout, so we can go out and play like five holes or four or nine or eighteen or whatever, right? Shut your hole. Wank. The point is, right? I'm passionate, right? I'm awful at it, but I know what I need to do to get better at it. I just need to suck it up and accept the fact that you need to take things back, you need to take your time, work on certain drills and all the rest of it to get to that point, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's accepting that, it's accepting the fact that you're pish at something and you're going to need to work really hard at it, but at the same time trying to enjoy it. You've You've got to leave Egypt. What? You've got to stop living in denial. <laughs> Annie, Annie, I know you'll be listening to this next week. I know you'll appreciate that when she loves a good dad, dad bad joke. I people live in denial. No, no, it, it, it can't be that. It's, it, I must need a new supplement or my diet's wrong or this yeah. is wrong. You're like, no, work at it. Yeah. Just work at it. There must be some secret button or one magic lesson I can get that will make me amazing right. at this thing. It's like, well. <laughs> and again, hence the name of our gym. Just train, just, train, just practice aye. it. Yeah. Just, aye, just. Yeah, aye. It's just, just put the work in. Yeah, but and that, I try and drum this into Lucy day in, day out, man. Do you know what I mean? Regardless of what it happens to be, whether it's sport or schoolwork or whatever, it's like, listen, you're not going to be amazing at everything all the time. If you are good at something, great. Then. But work even harder at it so you become better and better and better. But see all the stuff you don't, you're not great at, or when you get to that point where it gets difficult, that's when it counts. Nobody gives a right. shit about natural ability up to a certain point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When that's going to run out, what sooner or later, that natural gift's going to run right. out, and that's when it matters. Because um, kind of what it was she was doing the other week, but maybe not viola or something, right? But she's been doing really well and she's been playing, she's been really enjoying it, and she got to a bit. It was a bit tricky. And she was just like, oh, I'm done, I've had enough. I'm going to just fucking go and do something else, play, play my fucking toys or whatever else. It's like, well, why don't you spend another five, ten minutes on that bit if that's the tricky bit, right? She's like, just, she set me off, man. She just pushed the wrong buttons at that point. It's like, here's why you're going to fucking sit here for ten minutes, right? I can already feel my blood boiling thinking about that. Here's 50 reasons why you're going to practice this for another ten minutes, right? Um, and to be fair, <laughs> well, she did. Um and she got through it. She worked. She worked that bit out. It got better, and you could see the light bulb coming on. Do you know what I mean? You could see the light bulb Aye. going. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense now. You old codger. I might actually listen to you now and again. Aye, oh, oh she, do you know? She'll hit fifty year old, and she'll still never credit you for that moment. I know. <laughs> it's funny, because right? There's no way. There's no way my dad can be right and kind of kind of cool and you know. <laughs> She's thinking cool, certainly. Is this funny, right? She she's really bad for it. She just refuses to accept any kind of like input or creative criticism, constructive criticism rather <laughs> from me or fee, any teachers or any other random fucking stranger in the street that suggests something to her. She'll be like, "All right, I really appreciate that. Thanks very much. That's great. I'll work on that." But if I say it or fee says it, she's like, "Shut up." It's like which I can totally deal with, right? Your daughter's an asshole. Yeah, I don't know. She's a savage, man. Mine are the same. I can totally deal with it. I'm fine with it 99% of the time. But right, see when it's music, it's like, it's my job. I've been doing this for years. (laughs) Just listen to what I'm telling you. 
Um, but it was funny. But she did, in fairness, so she was great. It was like some of the stuff that uh, Brody made a comment about his mum talking about something to do with exercise. Right. And I'm like, just need to hear No, no, it's um, that's not right, pal. It is. Mum, mummy's a PT, <laughs> and I went. <laughs> And with the greatest, and with the greatest, sorry, man. I was that close to just like destroying my laptop with coffee there. Oh, it came out my nose. Oh, carry on, sorry. Right, and I'm. And I mean this with the utmost of respect, right? But no, you don't. When I went like, sorry, pal, but your mum's not a PT yet. She's doing her training. She's not qualified. She's still she's still just a level two gym instructor. She's not qualified yet. She's advertising herself as a PT and taking one-to-one clients, which is you can do part part well, when I'd done my when I'd done my level three many, many back in the black and white days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Almost uh, pretty much half my life ago. That's <laughs> always a worry, isn't it? Do, see, when you start thinking that was half my life ago, you go, yeah. oh. Yeah, I've been teaching for more than half my life now. Yeah, because you're old. <laughs> that's that's uh, very true, actually. And I went, pal, that, I mean, fair enough, you can do it as a, you can bring it, you can do, I think some folk you do as a case study. But no, nah, she's taking hundreds of clients in. Fair play to her, she's getting the business, good on her, right? Um, I said, pal, the information's wrong. He went, mummy's been, mummy's a PT. And I went, one pal, she's not a PT yet. She's still in training. And, and he went, well, what do you know? And I went, well, first of all, pal, don't be cheeky. More than you, yeah. Secondly, and I went, secondly, um, your mummy's not a PT yet, and I've been doing this for 20 years. What your mummy said is wrong. Um, I'm not saying that your mummy's a bad person all this or that or anything about your mum I'm just saying the information that she has given is wrong because that's what I believed 20 years ago when I first qualified yeah. and all the studies have since changed and all the information is wrong it's all changed now and here's what it should be and he's like but mummy <laughs> I know she's your mummy but something like I might have some medical information and if I say it and then a doctor turns around and says actually Scott that's not true that's what we believed 10 years ago. It's changed now and we've actually found out it's this. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, oh, cool. All right, pal, just always be open to learning and accepting that there might be more information out there and sometimes the people that, I mean, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I've been in the job long enough that I know I know a wee bit and I'm going, just just maybe, maybe listen to people that have been doing jobs a little bit longer, pal. Can't argue with kids, though. Mm-hmm. They're just like, aye, whatever. Oh, oh, you can't argue with your own kids, put it that way. No, you can, I definitely can't argue with your own kids. <laughs> they know better. Um, yeah. I was going to say something was gone there. Oh, Old age again, I don't know. It's gone. Old age again, aye. Um, uh, aye, what were you going to say? But it's just I think it, I think it's cool when people when people do see the benefit of putting in the hard work with yeah. some of the basic drills. Like talking to Lynn today, she was she said she was pleasantly surprised we were clean and pressed with twelve mm-hmm. um, on Tuesday, and I'm like, ah, she's like, I mean, I'm just really surprised. And her husband Nick turned around and went, Lynn, you have been doing Scott's been making you doing a lot of pressing work two to three times a week mm-hmm. for the last two months now. So and she went, oh, I, 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 that's why it's paid off, eh? Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh, because we're trying to build you up. Like, I know you can swing at the 16 above your head, but we need to get some shoulder strength for when the weight gets there. Yeah. We need to build up where that where, where that where that's going to land. We need to make sure that's strong for the landing. Aye. And she's like, good point, aye. And it was kind of, there's a reason for everything. And that's why I will say to folk, if you've got a coach and you ask them, why are we doing that in the training plan? They can't answer you by decent... A decent reason. Yep. They're just, they're just filling up your time. Yep. You've said they're that. They're not programming any. There's no thought going into the program. Yeah. Aye, they're just ticking boxes. They're just turning out the generic. This is what I teach people. Here we go. This is what I read. 
This is what I read on page 17 of Men's Health last month. <laughs> yeah, again, it's, it's, it's finding that balance, I suppose, in that line of work. If, especially if you work in a big sort of commercial gym or something, then it shouldn't be the case of pandering to the, pandering to the public. Here we go. I'm going to go off on a political rant again in a minute. Um, yeah. You should be there to do your job to the best of your ability and, and tailor it for the, for them. But at the same time, if you're dealing with like hundreds of people a week, there's going to be an element probably of going, here's this thing that I did read in Men's Health or this flavour of the month exercise because people will buy into it, man. And if that means they're going to stick with you for a little bit longer from a, a, a commercial point of view, then that might make sense to them at the time. Morally, right. is it the right thing to do? Probably not. Long-term gains-wise, is it right. the right thing to do? Probably not. But if it keeps your client base there, people are going to do it. Yeah, and I think the problem is people are getting, but again, that's for me, that's short sightedness in the coaches part as well. Absolutely. But I'm like, oh, Colin, you want to do straight bar deadlifts? All right, cool. And I'm thinking to myself, right, I'm going to try and book Colin in for 10 PT sessions at, let's say, £40 a session. Right, okay, well, that's £400. I don't want to lose that money. So, yeah, I'm going to give you straight bar deadlifts. Session three, ping, your lower back goes. Yeah. You go to a physio. The physio then looks at your back and goes, what happened? I was doing deadlifts. I'm like, oh. Oh, you shouldn't have been doing deadlifts because you can't get in the right position. All right, but my PT, and then all of a sudden you come back. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, but Colin, you said you wanted to do deadlifts, so I just gave them to you. Yeah. Yeah, but I couldn't, could, could you not see I wasn't in the right position? Oh, yeah, but you wanted to do them. And it's that kills, that kills more PTs than anything. Yeah. And it's where I've had a lot of clients coming over the year because they've been other PTs, and again, no disrespect to them, but they've, they've, they've catered to what the client wants, yeah. not always what the client needs. But you can do it now. You can do both. That if you word it the right way, mm-hmm. and it's it's not about being the kind of snake oil salesman, giving them the whole chat of saying what they want to hear. But if I look, um, you know, Richard, the um, mental triathlete, yeah, um, old boy Richard, he's when he first came to me, he's like, ah, I quite fancy doing those kettlebells. And I want to try snatch and stuff. And I went, right, stand your back against the wall, put your arms up straight. And it almost looked like he was hailing Hitler. <laughs> and I went, right, Richard, I know you want to do it. However, if that's the only way you can arms can go without a weight and then you take a weight and sling up there in a ballistic movement, yeah. it's going to pull you through way past your range of motion. In order for you to get your arms straight above your head, you're going to have to either rip your muscles <laughs> in your shoulders and into yourself, or you're going to have to lean back and wreck your lower back, mm-hmm. which puts a risk. Yeah. And he's like, ah, what? And all I've done was explain the risk to him as to why he shouldn't. I mean, but what we can do is we can do loads of other stuff and we'll work on your flexibility. Now, look, oh, I've been training Richard for six, seven years. Right. Now he's now he's, getting, now he's doing barbell pressing vertical above his head standing. Yeah. Compensation in his lower back. And I went, so even in his mid to late 60s, he's progressed and improved his flexibility and mobility. Yeah. But rather than just saying, he's like, I want to do this. And just rather than just going, no, you're not doing it. And a lot of them go, well, this guy's a dick. He's not letting me do what I want to do. I think it's important for coaches to explain, well, guys, the reason I'm not doing this is because that's going to cause the problem. Yeah. But again, that's down to you having the experience, though, to be able to explain why they can't do that straight off. Yeah. A lot of other PTs won't have that. They'll just be like, all right, uh, I, all right, let's let's do that because I've got another 40 people to see in the gym today. Oh. They'll just be like going, right, you want to do that? Cool, mate. No worries. Let's do it. Whereas you've got the experience to back up going, eh, right, I understand why you want to do that, but here's why you can't just now. But I can uh, give you this, right. this, this, and this. And then in a matter of months or whenever time frame you're looking at, you will be able to do it and you'll be able to do it really yeah. well and safely. So that's experience on uh, your part. But also you need, the, you need the client to, again, not be an asshole about it. You need them to understand uh, that they're paying you for your expertise so if you say they shouldn't be doing something then they need to trust you that you're that you're talking <laughs> sense you know you don't take your car into a garage and go uh no i'm in a rush i've only got 20 minutes for you to change that tire and they change it they put it on uh oh, sorry i'm in a, i need to go now don't worry about tightening the bolts yeah totally aye. no we, we need to tighten the bolts no no i don't it's fine you yeah. not there's not a single mechanic out there uh, although I did hear a one story of one mechanic who was going off his nut because his colleague 
hadn't actually tightened the nuts on and they could just went like that. They could actually move the wheel in and out. Was it John? Um, no, it wasn't it John. <laughs> but it's somebody, it's somebody that John knows. Oh, really? And John wants to kill Hi. Uh, John's like that, I'm going to kill, I want to kill the guy. <laughs> they were? You could practically just, you could, they were only finger tight. Oh, what? Now, with that, you imagine saying that, you, you bring your car to me and, and I'm treating them like, no, I need, Colin, you need to be five minutes late for your job in order for me to tighten these nuts properly just so that your wheel doesn't come flying off. Yeah. <laughs> and you die on the motorway. Aye. Well, this is and it. It's that short, short, short-sightedness as opposed to that long-sightedness in it. Aye. If you can think and again, long-term, this is going to benefit me. Aye. People just don't think. No. <laughs> I don't think what if. As oft discussed, <laughs> people Aye. are morons. I mean, when I do my kettlebell kind of workshops, I always say to folk that, that you do the... Um, they kind of, I do the kind of five. I'll say the kind of usually the, the three by five approach, and what that is is three fives. If this doesn't be, if this doesn't benefit you in five minutes, five months, and in five years, we're not doing it. <laughs> so if any of those points, if there's a risk that, yeah, I mean, Colin, you can deadlift like that just now. Yeah, next five minutes, you, you won't have any adverse effect in the next five minutes. But in five months' time, yeah, it's kind of ingrained bad technique. And in five years' time, you're crippled. We're not doing it. So for me, in my head, those three five—if it's the five minutes—is never an issue. The five months and the five years is the two main ones that you look yeah. at. And if you can't see, if you can't tick those three boxes, shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And if there is a if there is a kind of like, cross in any of them, I always I'll try to explain to the guys like we're not going to do this because. And it's yeah. almost giving people that understanding that, all right, oh, okay, that makes sense. Aye. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so in a nutshell, take your time, people. There's no rush. If yeah. it's worth doing, it's worth doing right, isn't it? That's the old saying. If you've got a job's worth doing and all that, take your time with it, do it yeah. properly, do it to the best of your ability yeah. and reap the rewards long term, short term And don't goals. be a dick. And don't be a dick, aye. <laughs> uh, right, Speaking of dicks, let's get oh, semi-political for a second, right? Right, so, right. I know we don't like him, but, and I know what you're going to say in a minute, right? But, yeah, Eddie Hall put up a post during what? the week, <laughs> a letter that he'd written to the Parliament, right? Saying, what the fuck, basically? Why... Is it okay for pubs to open at this point, but not gyms and swimming pools and stuff, right? Not often I agree with the fat tub of shit, but 100% behind him, right? Um, So, according to the, the, the government, it's much safer and it's going to be a much better option to open pubs. Uh, this is to go along with all the fast food outlets and shops mm-hmm. and all the rest of it before they're all, uh, rather it's safe to do all this but it's still not safe for gyms to be open right yeah swimming pools etc right because you can maintain you can maintain social distancing when you're pushed as a fart but yeah. not when your health means that again the, the point he made and a point with anyone with half a brain will make right it's going to be a million times easier to maintain order and social distancing whether you've got a massive gym or a small gym like you've got you can clearly mark things out you can control how many people are in and out at any one time similarly other spaces like that swimming pools I kind of get because it's kind of communal water and stuff like that right fair play right but gyms and stuff just it just means you can order it out you make people clean the equipment after using it blah 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 you try to tell me of a Friday night or a Saturday night especially when they first open that people are going to be sensible and be able to control themselves. People can't yeah. control themselves without a drink in them. It's Aye. a joke. You see, like, the state of, like, people queuing nose to tail for fucking McDonald's or Primark. Do you know what I mean? Just because they've opened up again. You're honestly trying to tell me that it's going to be safer to open pubs than it is a gym? Fuck off. Now, now maybe the conspiracy theorist of the kind of Skeptic of us would go like that. Mm, what have all these industries kind of got in common? Tax bill. Yes. Alcohol. 
get, oh, it's got a tax on it. Oh, when they're drunk, they want to smoke more. So, oh, that cigarettes have got tax on it. Yeah, because I think he... Doesn't matter. Move on. Sorry, I'm having a proper wait, wait, brain wait, 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 wait. Do we want a do we want a healthy nation or do we want people relying on medication and healthcare? Oh, big pharma. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that. But I mean, I've been I've been trying to find guidance on look the construction industry, we're all given guidance in terms of right guys, when you reopen and say four weeks' time, we want you to have X, Y, and Z in place. You will structure it this way, that way, and this way. And so they get guidance. Gyms have been told nothing. Yeah. So right now, it's all guesswork. I've tried to, I'm kind of clearing my gym out and trying to make it as open plan as possible. Yeah. Minimising any kind of high-risk touch points, kind of keeping it as clean and try to clear the now so everything is wide open. Yep, and that we can we can put a good system in place, uh, rather than having like, it just totally t- totally cluttered. And it's that way you're thinking, right? If we do that, then that should give the better chance. But yeah, I'm not installing anything until we get guidance because we don't know if they're going to say, right, you must have a screen down. It could be that. Um, I mean, one thing I've been thinking about is like the assault bikes. Yeah, um, you can get the wind guards for them. Do we? Do maybe do we need to put? Because they might turn around and say any cardio equipment where it will cause heavier breathing than weightlifting, for example. Mm-hmm. Do you have to put some kind of partition or screen around it just to minimise the risk of spread? Yeah. So I've been thinking of these things for like that, but I'm not spending a penny on it because I've had a um, I've had a couple of pals down in England and Scotland that have spent one guy spent ten thousand pounds renovating his office mm-hmm. for his two members of staff that said they wouldn't come back to work because it wasn't safe until he made the changes yeah. for the social distance and all that. So he renovated the office, put in separate, put in a second door so they could one, like, for example, Colin, you're going to go in door A, I'm going to go in door B. Yeah. I've got access, you've got access to the left side of the office, I've got access to the right side of the office, big perspex screen down the middle so that you're never in my area, I'm never in your area. And he spent 10, 10 to 15 grand getting all that done for them, right? just for two office employees. And he walks in on day two. We're not in the office. He walks through into the break area. The two of them are sitting on the sofa beside each other. Shoulder to shoulder. And he went, guys, um, what are you doing? What do you mean? You're not supposed to, oh, we don't care about that. That's all that nonsense. <laughs> well, I've just spent 10 to 15 grand kitting off that because you said you wouldn't come back otherwise. Yeah. The same guy in the construct he deals with the construction industry had spent I think twenty grand I think it was five thousand pounds worth of PP kit yeah he brought in which should have lasted six months it was just gloves and all that for the guys right must um, and he'd worked out how many days work for the per employee and his employees stole it all it was gone in five days but I mean and again you're like ah do you know what that, that's, that's why companies are going that's why the country's the state it's in do you know what I mean because of assholes yeah. like that. Because they can't be trusted just to be decent human beings. Again, you see cities like Leicester and uh, Bradford and that on the verge of getting shut down because people can't be trusted to be decent human beings. Just stop, right? See, if you can't just have a basic level of human decency, right? Just fuck off. Go and live in a cave somewhere, right? Do you know what I mean? Just create some sort of island... Not this one, a different one, far no. away from me, and just put everyone on it that that can't be trusted to just not be an asshole. I don't uh-huh. understand it. I don't understand it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it gives me the rage, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just like if everyone was just sensible. We talked about this before we started recording. If everyone had just done the right thing from day one, and I include the people in power in this, right? If everyone had just done the right thing from day one, <coughs> we'd be a fucking sight better off than we are just now. But you've got assholes in, in government making the decisions who can't listen to like proper scientific advice that's given to them, right? Boris, talking about you. And then you've got like Joe Dickhead in the street who's just like banging on about their goddamn civil liberties because they can't go for a walk. 
It's like, how, when was the last time you went for a walk, you pudgy asshole? Do you know what I mean? You're probably sitting your <laughs> fat ass watching TV and cramming Cheetos down your face all day long. But the minute you're told you can't go out of the house, that's when you want to start moaning. Shut your hole. People like to... But people just like to moan for the sake of moaning. I know, but I said, I, uh, it says me who's moaning all the time on this podcast, right? But <laughs> I've got a good reason. I just, I hate it, man. I hate it. I despair the, the society that I'm bringing my kid up in. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, no. when you've got people like that. Um, but yeah, from, from your point but of I, view... So- if you don't know, do you know what I mean? How, you, how can you prepare for that? I mean, even then, like, look at yeah. the past three months in, in education here, everyone's been planning for working from home or doing blended learning and blended teaching and stuff like that as it was. Right. And like the last day of term, <laughs> pretty much you're told, actually, do you know what? Scrap all that, right? We'll just go back to school. It'll be fine. And it came even when you do know what's happening. It came from pressure from parents. Now, see some of the parents that I've heard about that say, oh, we're essential workers and stuff like that. We need to put our children into a hub. And they've done it because he's work. And um, hopefully she'll not get sacked by this. But <laughs> I'll not name names or anything, right? But some of the parents that were claiming they're essential key workers put their kids into there and then they rock back up at four in the afternoon to collect the rain, pished. Oh, I quite believe it. Oh, I've mean, just been working in the garden as a laptop having a wee party. And you're going like that, right? There was no need for your kid to be in nursery. All you wanted was to ditch your kid for six hours so you could get bloated at yeah, eleven o'clock. There's the, way too many people just treat education as some kind of babysitting service, though. I get it. People have yes. to work. That's fine. That's I, I absolutely get right. that, and so they should be, right? Brilliant. Everyone needs to work for a living. But at the same time, schools aren't there to babysit your kids. They're there no. to educate your kids. As as you should be as a parent as well. It's not just a case of handing your child over in the morning, getting them back later on, and then never never teaching them anything yourself. Again, I've talked about this before. Like everyone who's banging on about like, oh, having to homeschool my kids and all the rest of it. It's like, well, why is that? I why are you treating it like it's some punishment for you? You're spending time with your kid and you're helping educate them to be a better human being. I love that. It was, it was great, right? I mean, everyone's got their stresses and stuff, right? If you're trying to juggle work and all the rest of it and you're trying to teach your kid, fine, right? I get that's probably a stressful situation, but make the best of it. You're spending time yeah. with your kid, you're helping, hopefully, make them a well-rounded, educated individual, right? If you can't spend yeah. the time with your kid to help teach them, to make them a better human, then don't have fucking kids. Yep. So I'm really angry today, my coffee just kicked in. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, Did you take a breath there? Again, maybe it's just me, man. Maybe I'm just being wildly unrealistic that I, I enjoy spending time with my kid. Yes, she stresses me out sometimes, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I still I can see the benefit of having her about and, and I want to spend the time with her and Fee huh? and I want to be able to help her learn don't forget the way. <laughs> um, I don't need to teach Fee quite as so much. But... It's oh. it's fun though, do you know what I mean? It should be right. a fun thing, but people are just like, oh, "Fuck, so you can't teach my kid? Uh, when the school's going to open again, so I can pop them off and not have to talk to them anymore." It's like right. it's it, schools aren't a babysitting service, do you know what I mean? They're doing a job. Too many people that. have kids. Too many people have kids as an accessory. Oh, hundred percent. Like oh, it's like look at me, I've got the latest handbag. Oh, look at me, I've got a little girl, or I've got a little boy. Aye. Oh, look at me, he's got designer gear on. Yeah. Maybe spend time with him. I, it's, uh, that, it's, again it's, it's gone off down an avenue of rage that we, we can't be bothered with just now but people who do nothing when they have as soon as they have a kid they just moan that they can't go out and get pissed at the weekend and stuff it's like well why did you have them then what what it's sort amazing. of example is that setting to your child that all it's you want to do people, is go and get pissed all the time uh, do you know the biggest thing that shocked me anytime um, I was expecting to become a father right was the number of people that had kids themselves, like, ah, that's you, your life's over now, yeah, right. that's it, ruined, well, that's it, you have no money, or you won't be able to go out and enjoy yourself, that's it. And I'm like, you really view having, like, wow, you wow. view having a child as this massive burden that ruins your life. Yeah. I hate that. I got pretty that all much, the time as well, yeah. Pretty much most, 99% of the best memories I've got in my life, and the best moments of my life, have been with my kids. 100%. Yeah. Anytime, anytime now, as a result of getting all that chat when Phoebe was pregnant, right? Anytime I know, like any of my pals are about to have a baby or whatever else, if it's the first, 
I, I go out of my way to try and tell them how amazing it is, how much I, fun I, it is, how it is going to be the best thing in your whole life ever, because it's just, yeah, it's difficult, right? Nobody's saying it's not difficult, but see all, change, see all the difficulties that you get in all the moments where you go, oh man, how am I ever going to cope with this? Two weeks later, <laughs> nobody cares, right? See when you tuck your kid I, in at night, that night, and they're all cute and, oh, I love you, daddy. Best feeling in the world, man. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing yep. like it. Doesn't matter how annoying I've been during the day. It just none of it matters because it's just it's great fun. Yeah. And if you don't think it's great fun, then you've just die. You're you're doing it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Abby. yeah, Abby was like that to me on Wednesday, when Tuesday night. Dad, I tucked her into bed, gave her a kiss and a cuddle, said good night. Um, and I said, and she's like, what what time does Kirsty um get up to go to work? And I went, she'll be up about half six seven. Then she'll leave about kind of half seven, quarter to eight, just to get to nursery in time. She's like, all right, okay. Now, I'm just setting my alarm, so I'll get up when Kirsty's up, and then I can come through and cuddle into you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then I had, a video, I had a video call at half eight, and she just lay with her head, cuddled into my side. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I think that's maybe I mean, it, mate. I think it's just that our kids are great, and everyone else's kids are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we, just, maybe we just locked out. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's moments that my kids, I could easily bounce them off a wall. <laughs> Everything's going to be the same, though, do you know what I mean? But... And I think the biggest thing that I think that people don't see in their own kids is what they get annoyed at is it the fact it's a reflection of themselves oh, sometimes. Absolutely. I can see but, it day in, day out, really. Say she's that that's why we do fall out when we do fall out. It's because yeah. she's just me. <laughs> she's got the same mentality as me. Aye. <laughs> the stubbornness both. in my kids. Aye. When they do it back to me, and I'm like, oh. yep. and then I'm like, oh. Oh crap, that's me. Yeah. I'm arguing with a younger version of myself. <laughs> yes, is that and that's that's why it takes that moment of just going, oh, I can't I, I can't be that annoyed at her. Because I, I just it's, it she gets it from me or for you ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, we've gone wildly off topic as usual, right? So I Eddie Hall. <laughs> so he makes Eddie a Hall's good point, right? He makes a great point, right? And everybody praised him. It's just a shame that about a week to two weeks before that, pretty much every other gym industry or sector in the fitness industry had already pretty much written the same letter. Right. And he jumps on the bandwagon two weeks later again. It's Eddie Hall trying to be relevant and keep himself in the limelight. Right. So yeah. Right. Totally get that. Devil's advocate. Right. Even if he did just jump on the bandwagon from from other fitness He's folk, famous. right? He, he, for yeah, whether we like it or not, he is more high profile than Johnny Jim owner. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you write a letter to Parliament, nobody gives a shit. If he writes a letter to uh, Parliament, Boris phoned me last slightly night more people will give a shit. <laughs> what was that? Boris phoned you last night. Boris phoned me personally last night. Said piss off. <laughs> I'm busy. Shove off. Um, aye. If, aye, whether we like it or not, he is more of a, a a personality for want of a better term, right? So it does carry more weight, whether we agree to it. Or otherwise, and in this case, he is trying to make a good point. You can't Aye. argue with it. Um, it's still not going to make the blindest bit of difference, but at least it's getting Aye. out there. And if he's got like millions of followers who can see that and go, "All oh, right, I actually I totally agree with that." Yeah. Then I'm hoping something does come of it because right now the way the fitness industry's been treated is shocking. Yeah. Well, he says can... he says in the letter like they're trying to say, um. Where was it? Yeah, we're told that pubs, restaurants simply have to reopen for the sake of the economy. Uh, but the same argument can be levelled at the health and fitness industry, which independent figures show is now worth more than five billion in the UK economy. So, aye, one in seven people are now a member of some form of gym or leisure club. Aye. So, I mean, it's massive. So, I, I don't it's big see. For the economy, but what the problem is I don't see why they couldn't open them up at the same time as pubs and stuff I don't agree with pubs opening at all at this point I don't no. anyone can be trusted or we're ready for that no. but if you're going to do it why can you not apply the same rule to gyms and stuff then? and the only bit I can see from a gym point of view is if you look at the likes of David Le- Le- Leisure Clubs like mm-hmm. 
big, huge commercial gyms that are mobbed. I can understand that, right? But not every pub is the same, not every restaurant is the same, but it's got about... Nicola Sturgeon was on broadcast call today talking about how we need to look at individual cases and start to look at, you know, for each business, for business sector, about how they have to look at putting a case forward if they want to drop it down to one metre. Yes. So long as they can do that, they've got to put additional measures in place. Well, why can't they submit a business case? You can put these measures in place, open. Yeah. Why can't, why can't we do it? I know I can, it's easier for me to run a tighter, more hygienic, more COVID-19 friendly yeah. <laughs> setup than David Lloyd's. Yeah, because it's, it's smaller and more manageable, yeah. Smaller and more manageable, aye. But, but that same token, though, a bigger place like David Lloyd will have much more staff. So they should yeah. be able, they've got a bit much bigger infrastructure. So they should be able yeah. to handle it more. They should be able to cope. It's a, it should be a sliding scale. Do you know what I mean? You're a small independent gym. It's only really you to deal with. Small client base. Further up the scale you go, they've got more staff and infrastructure to deal Aye. with that. So they still should be able to cope with it. It just yeah. means you would then need to deal with the the middle class soccer moms moaning that they kind of get their tennis court time or whatever else. But <laughs> tough shit. Do you know what I mean? You just you, you, again, it just comes back to like if you can open pubs and think that's safe because pubs will be able to deal with it, then why why not gyms? It was um, Phil Lernie, top PT coach, right? Really good stuff. Grand guy uh, said, so are they going to ban music in pubs? Because the last time I was in a pub, you couldn't hear a person for two feet away, never mind two metres. Yeah. So if you're sitting there like, what, what? You're going to be shouting somebody's face. Yeah. A lot of pubs don't have you know music. What it's like? We've all got that one pal who, when they get two drinks in them and they're half cut, and they start going, and you can't make a word they're saying, and they're spraying yeah. saliva everywhere. We've all got that one pal that does yeah. it. It's like, and it's that what you want. Well, pubs are going to be full of them again, as I said earlier, like especially when people haven't been in a pub for four months or whatever. You honestly think they're going to be trusted to be out and be sensible and have a couple and then go back home? The, the streets Aye. are going to be awash with piss heads. It's just Case going to be a joke. Aye. Case in point, when the takeaways reopened and chippies, they were mobbed. Aye. Kirsty's, Kirsty's best pal, Claudia. Her, um, her parents own a chip shop up in Mount Rakamsey. Oh, aye. Do you? We one in the corner. Really? I need to say that to Fee's mom and dad. That's weird, isn't it? And they, they were they were actually thinking of shutting the shop down until COVID-19 kicked in and they've never been busier. I quite believe it, yeah. Now, you think it that way. We're going to a national pandemic where being healthy is a vital bonus with this virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people then decide... McDonald's, the the moment that reopened, they queued for two to three hours to get a, to get a, um, to get a chicken nugget. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the priorities in life. Madness. And you're thinking, right? So, where's your actual thought and your actual rationing to think this is all good measures for for good health and stuff? It's just not. It's yeah. all done. Well, that's what that's what Eddie Hall's saying. It's like, what sort of examples that saying? What's that saying to the general public? about priorities that the priority is getting people drunk and feeding them fast food as opposed to trying to keep the nation healthy and moving aye but as you said earlier on where are they going to make more money booze and fast food booze and fast food because it's all taxed yep it's the quickest it's 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 the quickest way for them to fill up their coffers again because they've handed it all doing all their bailouts aye don't get me started on that either because they're getting all their, they're not getting the same amount of deliveries at the ports from overseas, so they're not getting their import tax and as Aye. much stuff. So the only way they can start getting their money back is the construction is because you pay you pay all your tax on the house and the land value tax, uh, your LBT stuff like that. So you get the money from that. So that's why they want all the house builders back up and running. That's why they want all the fast food joints. Um, the sugar tax they want all the, the pubs open because of alcohol cigarette tax mm-hmm. it's that's exactly why they want it 
Boo hiss. Fucking boo. Boo. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate it all. <laughs> just so negative, just now, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you try your best to be as positive about it all, but uh, you're just swimming upstream, man. Because uh, everyone's priorities are so ass backwards. Yep. But what can you do? Moan about it every week. <laughs> Moan about it. Drink whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I. What day is it? At our own home. Is it Thursday? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's practically a weekend. I'm making a cocktail after this. All right. <laughs> you know what I've not, oh, do you know what I've not made in a while? What? Uh, uh, what's the uh, whiskey sour? Oh, I am. Whiskey sour is mm. always nice. Mind the last time I laid vinyl in my bathroom? I, what, I, saw, I made eight of them. <laughs> I remember you sending me and messages through that, actually. Home, I, <laughs> I went home on the Friday afternoon. I go, I finished early and I up the road for like 12 o'clock. <laughs> and I get the vinyl out. Made the first one like that. I've got that recipe down point. Because I, I, I mind phone, I phoned... Um, Angleson Country Club where we had the first whiskey yeah, yeah, for the wedding. Yeah. And I'm chatting away and it goes, Anna, like, if you want, what just use this whiskey or I can uh, any space side whiskey is what we use for the whiskey sours, but and she turned around and it was uh, the club one, you know the one that David Beckham had supposedly done. Yeah. I've been giving a few one. bottles of that over the yeah. years. Uh, I hate club, that's it. And uh she's like, ah, believe it or not, that's actually a really nice whiskey to use. And to be honest, Nobody minds putting that into the mixer. <laughs> yeah, no, because you, you, don't, you don't want to use good whiskey for cocktails anyway, man. No. You just want a, 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 a half-decent blend. Aye, and she's like, use that. And i done it, and I'm like, spot on. She told me the recipe, what to do. I'm like, ah, crank, so yeah. made that. Cut the vinyl out for after the first whiskey, because I just took out the old vinyl, laid it down top of the other one, marked around it, cut it. And over the next seven hours, proceeded to have another eight whiskey sours. <laughs> what I didn't, what I'd forgotten was that each whiskey sour I made was a double. <laughs> awesome. Trusty comes home from work and I'm in my bed at half seven at night. Hammered. So when you say to me, she's like, love of five. It's all right though, because I've got egg white and it. it's gains, man. <laughs> protein. <laughs> like, give me like grams worth of egg white and all that. It's great. I'm going to be jacked. Um, that was a great thing. Uh, monkey shoulder. That's good for the cocktails. Mm. Same reason. Just a kind of decent blended whiskey. Lovely. Right. It's all good. And yeah. on that note, I'm going to stop talking and go make one. Whoop whoop. Hey. Cocktail hour. Cocktail time. Be good to get a wee one in before I, before I light the pizza oven. Ah! Cocktails and pizza, bitch. And your membership at Mark Hall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna get Jeeves to light the right. oven today. The, que- <laughs> the question is, have you invested in a new pair of golf trousers? No, no, not yet. Actually, no. <laughs> I've still, I've still got my golf anchor trousers from last year. Only wore them once. Yep. <laughs> Um, no, no, I haven't. I've still got the same ones from last time. I just had a nice wee pair of slacks on today, my nice chinos. Um, we just went down to check out today. We had a wee go on the first five holes before we signed up. It's great, man. It's good fun. I'm hoaching at it. I, I randomly, it turns out, we get out of the car and we get back up the road, right? And uh, my next door neighbour was walking up. He was chatting away, he saw the golf clubs. He was like, oh, did you know you guys played? So like, I was kind of getting into it now. He's like, oh, guys. Okay, should... Give you a shout, you come down the road and play with me. I'm a member at Mar Hall. I was like, tell me that now, mate. <laughs> Just joined. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, I need to go and get a game with him at one point. Um, but that's good again for that. The reason it's like I, I, I like golf. I'm I'm not great at it by any stretch, but it's something the three of us can do and the three of us enjoy doing. Yeah, but do you know what? Most people think if it's something you can do together as a group, with a family, or whatever, or with friends, and it's fun. Yeah. People don't have enough fun in their life. Oh, absolutely, man. And again, because that, that part of the reason we joined down there is it's five minutes drive for the house. Right. It's, it's set up like a lot of golf courses. Like you, you, you play your first hole and then you, you don't get back to the clubhouse at the start until the end of the 18th hole, which is no use for Lucy because she's too wee yeah. or free, to be perfectly honest, right? right. So my hall's good because the front nine 
comes back to the clubhouse and then the back nine kind of ah. comes back but within that there's like smaller wee loops you can kind of pick and choose yeah. from like today we played the first four holes and then cut onto the ninth to take us back up to the clubhouse so if I'm oh, like, cool. during the like the lighter nights and stuff I could pick Lucy up for school go down and play five holes with her and then be back home for tea do you know what I mean? Uh, or if no, Fee gets in from work at six, dive down for an hour and a half, couple of hours, come back up, Lucy goes to uh, bed, and you're making the most of the fresh air and just getting out, man. Do you know what I mean? It's just getting out. Yep. Not just it's being... one of the reasons we pick where our new house is. We want we want yeah. to be right in the water so that I'm going to put a put a gate into the back back garden and straight out two hundred meters down through the forest, we're in the water, Brilliant. on the paddle boarding. Yeah. Rather than having to, oh guys, we need to. We need to drive it, like an hour or so, an hour and a half out of Loch Lomond, and then we need to do 45 minutes back to Paisley to drop you off at your mum's work. Yeah. It's wasting almost two hours of the day, and you're like, no, we can just, guys, move the battle board, blown up, ready to go. <laughs> Five minutes, we're in the water. That's it, man. It's just maximising your time, isn't Two it? minutes, we're in a forest to take bear for a walk. Yeah. And you, the, the back garden links into the walk, seven, seven Loch walkway, which is, like, it's getting... I think it's like a half hour walk to Drumpele Country Park and stuff. So we've Aye. got loads of nature walks right on our back garden. Amazing. That'd be brilliant, man. And well, that's what we want. So it's like you say, making the most of your time. You're not having to travel anywhere. Yep. And it's stuff that we can all do together. Yep. That's what it's all about, man. Never mind we'll anything big, else. Big it's just spending Looking. quality time with the family. That's what counts. We want to build a big, massive garden hut for a bit for a gym. Ah, yes. <laughs> That's a bit too much of a commute for me to come and train, though, to be fair. It's 18 minutes from the gym. It's 18 minutes in the wrong direction, though, mate. Not if you're going to gig up north. Ah, well, if I'm gigging up north, then I'll swing in, obviously. Well, not up no, north, no. actually. Edinburgh direction, maybe. If I'm heading out that way, if I'm heading out east, then I'll come in. Up north, no, I got the M80. Up north would have been better uh, for where you are. You are now. It's all right. You basically you can jump onto the seventy, uh, the seventy three. Connects you straight back on it there, mate. If you mind. All right. Okay. That's fine. I can live with that. From from the new house to my house is thirteen minutes. All right. Okay. So you've got an excuse. I'm sure I'll think of one bit of time I can start gigging again. Yeah, <laughs> Which right. will be never. <laughs> never. When will the gyms reopen? <laughs> Round about the same time that you start gigging again, twenty twenty five. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, there was a thing out um, this week, like Broadway and the West End, and that aren't opening any time this year. They're not opening until at least January. Fee was saying the other day again, sort of probably not common knowledge at this point. Um, Fee works in the SEC, obviously, so like the the hospital took it over. Right, as a kind yeah. of emergency hospital, they're apparently extending their lease down that till January. They're keeping it Aye. open, yep, even though it was never used. So that means there's going to be no events, there's going to be nothing in the hydro. I don't know, why mate. Pass, why extend it? Don't know because supposedly the hospitals are at lower capacity now, so they're yep, unless they're expecting like winter months, big spike again. Because again, part of the mm. thing is like apart the, the COVID thing doesn't cope well in the heat so big heat wave just now numbers will probably be down anyway what happens uh, lockdown things ease weather gets colder people start fucking all the schools go back in August potentially uh, do you know what I mean uh, or they're just hedging yeah. their bets just in case uh, either way I mean, like, if, they want to lock, if they want to lock down gyms from November through to the end of February that's cool because then I don't need to freeze my balls <laughs> off every day I'm totally. down with that <laughs> If Aye. we can just have a four month lockdown every year, <laughs> November to November the end of February, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Aye, either way, man, I can't see me gigging any time before next year. No. Panto Panto was cancelled the other week anyway, so I'm, <laughs> I've got, I'm out of that this year. Oh, no, I'm not. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> Aye. The tax just... man, he's behind you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I got my tax bill the other day, actually. <sighs> Um, aye next year's tax bill though that'll be brilliant because <laughs> it'll be aye. nothing <laughs> I mean again did you do none um, bye uh, who knows man as I say we just need you need to make the most of it don't you enjoy it for what it is yep. enjoy spending the time with the family and all the rest of it and get on keep on keeping on people you can do this 
Stay strong, stay safe. <laughs> stay drunk. Um, stay, drunk. <laughs> stay in the pub, according to Boris. Right, let's go, because I need a pee pee. Yep. Uh, cocktail time. Uh, cocktail time and pizzas. Uh, have a nice week, everyone. Bye bye. Take care, guys. Bye.